Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in May and June, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Hoyo de Monterey Double Coronas, Partagas Aliados, H. Upman Half Coronas, and Monte Cristo Open Eagle. And for New Worlds, we've got Davidoff, Winston Churchill, and Bellicoso, Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, TAA Shark, 2023, Liga Pravada, T52 in Corona Viva, and Davidoff, Late Hour in Robusto, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. Our podcast is supported by the Fabrica Five Cigar Company. Straight from the Honduran factory to your hands, the company was built by Rob Isla of Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame and Cuban master blender Hamlet Peretti's. The entire cigar line is blended by Rob and Hamlet and is refined with feedback from a hand-selected tasting panel, the Friends of El Habano Forum, and smokers like you. You can even jump on the FOH Forum right now and post reviews and comments. And you might even hear from Rob or Hamlet when you do. Rob has opened the discount floodgates and now exclusive to Lizard listeners, Fabrica 5 is offering 10% off the entire store. That's all five packs, all 25 count bundles, all 50 count bundles using promo code LIZARDPOD at Fabrica005.com. That's code LIZARDPOD, one word. Plus, worldwide free shipping from Miami on all orders over $125 US. Again, use code LIZARDPOD for 10% off the entire Fabrica 5 store right now. That's Fabrica005.com. Fabrica005.com. You must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards Podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo, and tonight I'm joined by Rooster, Senator, Pagoda, and Bam Bam. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some cognac, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 67th official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a New World cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We do a deep dive through Cigar Aficionado's top 25 cigars of last year, and Senator shares the history of tonight's cognac pairing, all among a variety of other things for the next two hours. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar and enjoy, as we pair Hein Rare VSOP Cognac with the New World Dorado by A.J. Fernandez in Robusto. A Robusto tonight from A.J. Fernandez. It's called the New World Dorado. It's a beautiful box press cigar. 52 ring gauge by five and a half inches long. And boys. Beautiful wrapper. It is. Beautiful wrapper. It, it smells great. It does. It has our favorite thing on it, a footband. Oh, yeah. Now, this one's not a, you know, fixed to the cigar with a piece of scotch tape, but <laughs> I do see that they use some sort of glue or something that... Like the El Senador? On my cigar, it's ripping the wrapper off. No way. As I... Yeah. Mine came right off. Jesus. It's not glue. It's Nicaraguan spit. Yeah. yeah, it's pectin or whatever they call it, the fruit. Which is, has a lot of viscosity. Well, I think you have Cuban hands now. That's what it is. <laughs> I just don't... Can we, talk, can we talk candidly as if the manufacturer was here with us? Why do they do this? What are we doing yeah. with these fucking footbands? More advertising space. As Senator has famously said many times, what are we doing? <laughs> That's a gizmo line. Yeah. Well, well maybe it's done to protect the foot. 
It, well, it comes in a box of 10, which is a really nice presentation. In a cellophane. In yeah. a cellophane. In a little coffin. In, like It's like a little uh, tray. tray inside the box. It's totally unnecessary. Yeah. Anyway. Well, sticky feet. <laughs> let's cut this thing, boys. See, we're getting on the cold draw and the wrapper. So the construction is really nice on this thing, yeah, as, as Bam said. Pristine. A little soft. Yeah, so I don't think that's a product of humidity as I had this in my tower with the lid open for about two weeks. Mm. So I think it's just not densely packed, which is a good thing, the hopefully. The draw, draw is wide open. Yeah, yeah. it's wide open. Yeah. Mm. Perfect. Nice flavor on the draw. Honestly, I get a better aroma off the wrapper and the foot than I do the draw. The foot does the, smell really nice. It, it smells delicious. It's chocolatey for me. Yeah. I'm getting that dried fruit thing, the plum. Mm. Classic, uh, you know, Nicaraguan tobacco. A little raisin. Yeah. All right, boys, let's light this thing. The New World by A.J. Fernandez. Dorado in Robusto. Again, it's 52 ring gauge, box press by five and a half inches long. Feels really good in the hand. I think that yeah. extra half inch on it as opposed to a 52 by five, 52 by five and a half, I mm -hmm. think, works a little better for me. Is, um, it, is this the first AJ Fernandez or? It's the we, first. We, we did one before, right? Um, I don't think we did. Nope. Unless, did we do one of those, um, did we do one of those Cuban imitations that he did? No. I know we talked about it, Senator. Do you remember? No. And we're non-memorable either way. Yeah. Sorry, Giz, before I keep going, this is so out of my wheelhouse. I'm not sure why you keep acting like I know anything about the cigar. Hey, Senator, where did you get these? <laughs> like, what does he say? <laughs> no, but remember we were talking about doing, uh, was it uh, Ramon Ionis or there was one of the Cuban markers that A.J. Fernandez's yeah, father. Yeah, some like Ramon Ionis by yeah. A.J. Fernandez. But then we ended up some, not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Nice on the light. Can't say it's bad. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it tastes good on the light. Feels like I'm holding a. Uh, if I close my eyes, it feels like I'm holding an exclusivo, kind of. So we uh, we did very well on these as well, boys. We we're kind of on a run of really really budget cigars. How much? Seven bucks. Wow. So this the reason why I bought the box at ten. I got it from Atlantic. That's awesome. With the VIP, no di no coupon codes or anything like that. Just a straight VIP. I got it for seventy bucks. Nice. And it showed up, and I was pretty impressed with the box when it came. It's a nice presentation. Very. Cigars look great. Um, yes, yeah, so those seven seven fifty a stick. How are you guys feeling off the light here? It's pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Mm. Yeah, it's not giving me a lot right now. It's kind of uh, yeah, yeah, but it's kind of muted. Pretty smokable though. Yeah, I always get more out of the out of the smoke, out of the aroma in the beginning than I'm getting out of the cigar, which is actually very nice. Yeah, like the aroma's nice. So uh, this cigar is the first cigar made on the Dorado farm uh, in Esteli, Nicaragua by A.J. Fernandez. And this little slip comes in the box that they're, you know, clearly very proud. I think between the presentation, the, uh, the really nice band on the cigar, you know, it's an old world. I, I want to say like late 1800s, early 1900s type of artwork on the band. Yeah, it's kind of You know, nice. they're clearly very proud of what, you know, he's proud of what he made here. Mm -hmm. um, and they put a little slip in the thing and it says... In his never-ending quest for the perfect blend, A.J. Fernandez uh, is a trailblazer who is constantly innovating and cultivating the best tobacco in the world from his many farms throughout Nicaragua. 
This cigar, the New World Dorado, is a triumph of AJ's passion and discipline. Hmm. Please enjoy this blend as much as we enjoyed making it for you. And now you said this is the very first cigar produced off that farm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like you said, we were talking before we came on air. Mm -hmm. This is an estate-grown cigar. Uh, And the Dorado wrapper is, it's made up of a sun-grown Cuban seed uh, and then a uh, Criollo, I can't say that. God, my Spanish. Mm -hmm. Uh, 98 binder. um, And then also Nicaraguan filler. Um, Everything from the farm. I think the the cool thing about this, the only thing as I was just doing a little reading before we got on here, um, I hadn't really thought about, there are not many cigars where the entire stick comes from one farm. Yeah. Even if we're smoking, let's say, a Nicaraguan Puro, it's from a bunch of different farms in Nicaragua, and they're blending all that together. Mm-hmm. And I love the wine analogy. It's like an estate grown and bottled wine where everything comes from just that vineyard's lot. Um, is pretty cool. And honestly, it's a little surprising at this price point that they would be able to do that. I mean, that yeah. means you have so much confidence in the tobacco that you're growing on that one farm that you don't need to pull and source from other places to blend to make that into something you know enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. So I was pretty impressed to see that. It's it's a grower grower cigar. There you go. It's a very cool fact, actually. You know, what's interesting to your point about that, Senator, I didn't think about that till now, but it does... There's you know, many things I could say. About I know. That. I was just <laughs> waiting for it to I tried to, not a That's why I tried to jump in. I was like, something's coming. Um I, I mean, it's clearly a commitment to his wanting to keep his prices reasonable. I mean, because he's got a name that he could put out a, 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 a grower, a state-grown cigar, say, you know, put some age on it, box it like he did, even improve the box a little bit, and charge 20 or 25 bucks a stick. And you know people would pay for Triple it. Triple the price of it, yeah. So, you know, it, this is a commitment coming out for as proud as they are clearly about this cigar. Coming out with a cigar for seven, eight bucks um, is pretty damn good. So this, uh, I think Bam mentioned, so the, the plantation, this Dorado plantation is only five years old, mm. and the tobacco comes from its first ever harvest. So yeah. we're smoking this, the tobacco from the first ever harvest from the Dorado farm. So That's kind of cool. I don't think we've ever done that on yeah. any cigar that we've smoked. Yeah. So this it's cigar just came out then? Yeah, yeah it's, just, it's very recent. I think it was uh, just released sometime in 2022, probably September-ish. Mm. I wonder I how think. long, so that did they age the tobacco? There's no age statement on it. I would assume mm. so because I'm sure I'm sure that you can't put fresh aged. Nicaragua yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, it'll kill you. Hmm. It's a pretty tough financial uh, commitment that you're making there. Yeah, because you have to continue to produce to make that farm viable. I gotta say, I'm I'm not finding much in the flavor that no. that is is making me excited yeah this is what i'm having a hard time with there, there's nothing offensive that i'm getting no. out of this cigar um but it, it's just it's really subtle yeah. it's just a very subtle stick where anything i am getting is very faint um i'm hoping this picks up a little bit uh yeah. in flavor i just retrohaled and you get a very mild espresso and that's about it but it's weird the the smoke it's, is strong yeah but what you get out of the cigar on the draw. Yeah, like really mild and faint notes. Subtle subtle's a good way of, of stating yeah. it, Senator. Yep. I didn't like it, uh, you know, when I took it all the way down towards my throat, it felt a bit harsh. Yeah. But I don't know. I, mm. I want to give it some time before I make an opinion. 
You're taking it all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> you set yourself up for that, Pagoda. <laughs> hitting the back of your throat. <laughs> yeah, it really Christ. is. Yeah, like that. So <laughs> I'm finding it like it's almost like um, it's. I don't know how to describe it. You know, for the listener who may not be smoking with us, but to me, it's almost like you know, you're sitting at a restaurant instead of like being able to taste the food, like. The chef is in the other room yelling at you, like yeah. this is what you're going to be eating. There's no like, distinct, there's just no distinct note on this thing yet. Yeah, you know what this is reminding me of. Oh, oh. So here we go. Per Gizmo's <laughs> recommendation, I just ordered for the first time Eat Clean Bro. Oh, did you? This reminds me of Eat Clean Bro. My experience so far. You did that. There's very little flavor in half these things I've been getting. That's true. Yeah, because it's not loaded with shit. Yeah, you can. You don't fla- have to. You don't you have don't to have put have. shit to have flavor. That's true. You know how many just garlic, herbs have natural and herbs. flavor that right. is not adding sodium, is not adding fat. I'll, not I'll adding be honest. Anything. I actually like the simplicity of the flavor of those meals. I really yeah. enjoy them. Yeah. I do. As long as they're, they're filling, yeah. uh, that's really the, for us. You know what sometimes I put on? For us that are overweight. Got to have flavor. To okay. your point, Senator. Senator's not overweight. I don't know why he's doing this, but okay. Something that I put well, on. I'll tell you why. He always so eats clean. Thing. That's the thing. I, I usually, like my usual diet is like lean protein, tons of vegetables, mm. a lot of salad. Yeah. But having a, a baby, it's harder for me to, to have time to prepare that for yeah. myself. Yeah. Yeah. So just having that delivered now helps me try to get back to what I normally I eat. I like oh, putting a little, nice. just a, a dab of balsamic glaze on the salmon or chicken. Anything it's a little would bit. help. Yeah, just a little <laughs> bit. You know, doesn't add much. Are you still doing that, Giz? Yeah. You are? Yeah. Cool. Got off it around the holidays and stuff because yeah. Laura, you know, Laura was cooking so much. But. Sure. Her famous marinara mm. that we've yet to try. Rooster oh, tried. Oh, I have. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> right. What the hell? It's awesome. Yeah. Rooster I'm, vetoed Bam being able to I'm try. I'm sure it is. Yeah, he cut him out. <laughs> cut him out. Because she normally puts like either pancetta or some kind of yeah, meat pepperoni. In it, so she or, made some yeah. like. Uh, like a batch, just yeah, without meat. meat. She puts that in the marinara. Yeah, pepperoni in the. Let me tell you something. Pepper, I've never heard of that, but by pepperoni the way. Dude, in the red sauce is incredible. It softens the like it. Look, it, it like it's the fat. You the, terminated the, my bolognese. Let me talk to him about the marinara. Okay? <laughs> I hope it helps. Right, tell him. Uh, tell, tell him. She. Uh, it's mind blowing. Actually, the first time that I had it with her, she puts. Sometimes she'll throw like a, a half a stick of pepperoni in there, and the pepperoni gets. It takes all the harshness out of it. Gets so sweet, it adds a lot of like a little bit of a spice. Wow, it's phenomenal. Highly yeah. recommend using pepperoni as your uh, as your. I've never had it. That yeah, way. your companion. Well, I've, with I've your never heard sauce. of pepperoni, but I've heard of like pancetta. pancetta. I as, haven't. You know, because you render the fat that comes out of the pancetta. It's Into like the, acts like butter mm, and. Uh, there's a lot know, of fat in pepperoni too. You know. Yeah. Yeah. True. Well, you guys are talking my language. Mm. All right, get back to eat okay. clean, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. No, no. I it, look. Uh, the The portions are good. Um, the quality seems to be good enough. I just, um, it, it's the simpler dishes, like the ones I have, like where it's just chicken, salmon, Basic, yeah. like a vegetable, rice. Um, I mean, just some spice on any of these things would help, like garlic with the. Yeah. you know broccoli or something like that Some herb. but the the dishes that are designed to have more flavor those are are, are pretty good so why don't you send them a letter off to a, off to a decent start. put a letter in nice. the mail you know what they need to do dear they need to do dear what, eat clean bro no no no. <laughs> they need to do what wonder does well wonder doesn't do much anymore oh let's not let's not <laughs> disparage our wonder shut wonder. down man wonder after you have a meal 
immediately sends you a survey. Yeah. They give you a $5 credit off your next meal if you complete the full survey. And they ask really smart questions, like really thoughtful, trying to understand how to improve the flavor of everything. If I got one of those from Eat Clean Bro, I'd happily give yeah. them cool. feedback. That's cool. Because Eat Clean Bro has been out for a while. Wonder is yeah. new, so yeah. they need that feedback. Yep. Yeah, maybe they did that before. You know. And, you know, I should continue to do that. I, I just think the more simple dishes, like if you order something that, like, you know, sometimes uh, my stepson loves some of the crazier meals they have. Mm. They'll talk about flavor like it's too much for me. Okay. You know, they're like, it, it, it's the other end of the scale. So I just think some of the more basic ones, they keep it easy. Well, regarding flavor, this cognac is helping. The yeah, let's talk about the cognac because the cigar's not doing much for me yet. <laughs> so, Senator, you were very excited about this as you were yes. the cigar. Uh, right, rightfully so, for us. I will say. Um, tell us about it. So hold on, Senator. Have you had this before? No, I haven't. So I've been uh, wanting to try this for a while. Um, so this is Hein. That's right. Rare, the original cognac fine champagne. So mm. Hein has a bit of a cool story because a lot of the cognacs we've done um, have been really French in origin, as you would expect the cognac region being in France. Uh, but Hein is one of those few that actually kind of the origin story despite it being made in france uh is english hmm. um so the history of hein goes back to the late 18th century and this guy thomas hein left england uh for france to visit the cognac region this guy was fascinated by cognac the problem with his timing was this was um as the revolutionary war began uh, the french revolution and uh Brits were basically not welcome in France during all this. Mm. And so Thomas Hine was imprisoned. Oh. And ironically, I couldn't believe when I read this, but uh, in 1793, he was briefly imprisoned alongside Mr. Hennessy, who founded Hennessy what? Cognac. Wow. Both of these guys really aggressively wanting to pursue developing Cognac in France, but at a time where they were not welcome. So... They had a brief stint in prison together. They became bunkmates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. They became bunkmates. And um, after someone intervened, uh, they were freed. So this guy, Thomas Hine, marries this woman whose father is actually the creator or founder of um, Hine Cognac. He owns the land, all of this. This guy marries in, but he's like the cognac geek that wants to really make something of this. Just a grape fanatic. Oh, yeah. Love so it. this guy just completely takes over the operation. He eventually renames it after himself, Thomas Hine. <laughs> nice. Because um, the original guy's name is not Hine, actually. It's really crazy how all this comes to be. <laughs> and um, the thing I was fascinated with Thomas Hine, and, and I guess this has carried on all the people after him that have been responsible for, for making this stuff, is uh, his fascination with wine and applying kind of the process and approach that's taken to producing wine to cognac in the sense that this is one of the few cognacs that entirely comes from a single uh, grape variety. Usually uh, they'll have a few that they kind of blend together. Um, this is, I, I think, I know this is, and I think even almost everything they make is all this uni blanc grape that they they use to make this. Um, so just a cool story, and um, this is really beloved in the UK. Um, there's kind of like a royal accord that was awarded for for Hein, just like we've talked about with some of the champagnes that, cool. again, made in France, but have really become so uh, beloved in the UK, like Paul Roger and Boulanger. 
So um, I've just always really wanted to try this. The bottle is beautiful. It is. It um, is. It's a very nice bottle. Gorgeous. It's a actually. heavy bottle. I mean, it, it literally it's, looks like a decanter that yeah. you put on That's your what bar. It, it does look yeah. like a decanter. Worth keeping, I yeah. think. I also love the, I don't know why it reminds, obviously it reminds me of Dalmore because of the deer, but I like their logo. Yeah. Which is the, that's eye catching, you know, bold letters. Yeah, the deer yeah. are sitting down mm-hmm. with antlers, and their cognac has gotten a number of awards. I mean, I I think I've mentioned that. Actually, I'm not sure how much we've talked about this, but from a wine perspective, I hate like the reviews from Robert Parker and James Suckley. I mean, I'm not a huge. I tend to disagree a lot of the time with a lot of their wine recommendations, but. I think Wine Spectator more times than not gets it right, and I think Wine Enthusiast, to a lesser extent, but still pretty good, gets it right. And I saw their VSOP, I think Wine Enthusiast gave a 92 or a 93, which for them is is pretty good praise. Um, and I know they've won a number of medals in international competitions, so I've always wanted to try this, and I will say, first sip. It's really good. Very pleased. It is. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like we're kind of accidentally doing or – not on purpose doing like a battle of the cognacs like mm-hmm. we've really we've kind of hit a, we, yeah we've kind of gone deep on cognac yeah. i know for me i've really enjoyed i think i mentioned it several times since we did the remy 1738 i've been drinking a lot of it for for you me know. it's eye-opening because i yeah. was never a cognac guy and never. i think it is i would say this is a definitive statement that you guys are so resistant to be saying i think cognac is one of the best spirits to pair with cigars i've definitely learned that Amen. Like I don't know, I, I don't know if I'm gonna sit at home and just sip cognac for the hell of it. I'd probably reach for something that has a little bit more oomph to it. Yeah. But cognac with a cigar is just it's yeah. working. It's, it's definitely helping this cigar. It, sure. it is. <laughs> it really is pagoda. I mean, I just want to know the, the reason true. I'm immediately impressed with this brand. This is a VSOP, which is kind of middle of the line, right? There's VS, VSOP, XO. Mm-hmm. I can't i mean most vsops that i've drank and i think we've even tried a little bit of ice helps like we had remy vsop you can drink that neat but i prefer remy vsop with just a chip or two of ice with a chip or two of ice it is it's perfect it's heavenly it is but what i give this i mean it's really remarkable we every one of us is drinking this neat i I don't want an ice cube nothing i don't want an ice cube yeah it's so smooth it is extremely drinkable and it's different in style i mean i think you'll probably immediately notice by the taste like it's lighter than certainly remy 1738 we love so much and obviously a lot of the xos which benefit from age that produce that richness um but it's a a lighter um Mm -hmm. more fruit forward kind of going to the wine conversation very accurate um which i think by the way to pagoda's point is really helping the cigar it is because without it this you know the trajectory of the cigar for me without this cognac is is going to be very different but it's puba (laughs) (laughs) so i have a couple questions for you so did you say is this the vs the vsop xo of this vsop this is the vsop which means that everything in here is minimum four years aged Mm. got it okay Interesting. And, uh, you know, it's, the flavors just fill your whole mouth up. Like, you know, it's not like concentrated in one part. I think, and it's got a long finish. I agree with you, Bam. There. Yeah. And so you, what is oh, the... Yeah. Uh, so the finish on this is very, very long. long. Enjoyable. Yeah. Very Bam, enjoyable. what's the price point on this? I paid under $53. Just under wow. 53 bucks for this. Wow. Now, I will tell you, this was the very last bottle in a massive cognac department here. Uh, so it says something. I think people like this. It's a very accessible price. And I went to two other places and they didn't have it. They ran out. Wow. So, huh. 
think it's pursued. They do, and it, it's really perfectly priced in the sense that most VSOPs are right around 50 bucks. Yeah. Remy VSOP, Corvassier, Martel, any of them, usually 50-something on the, the low 50s. So I think for a brand that, I mean, the way this drinks, this is a premium spirit. Absolutely. You know, I, to is. me, the definition of a premium spirit is yeah. almost any spirit that sips really well neat. It actually, I think, punches above its pay grade. It looks, it drinks like an expensive spirit, and the bottle looks very expensive. I would think that this. I would not have been surprised if you said this was eighty-five bucks. Yeah, I look, agree. Look at how it presents. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Now back to the cigar on the retro hail. Now for me, it's actually quite good on the retro. On the typical draw, not that great, but you've got to do a retro there's, to get something there. There's a weirdness that I'm getting, as you know. Um, at the end of the drawer, as it's sitting in my mouth and I'm pushing it back out, that I'm just really not enjoying. Really? I wouldn't go that far. Yeah. I'm not enjoying it. I'm not hating it. Here, here's my take. I mean, I'm starting to get... There's something coming in. More of the chocolate notes are kind of getting a little more accentuated, and there's a little saltiness to this now, which I like. Um, but the funny thing as I'm smoking this, I'm just thinking, like, who would this be for? Because it doesn't perfectly fit my palate. This to me is a really good cigar for a person who wants a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who wants well played, <laughs> like a, a cigar with more flavor, with a darker yeah. wrapper, but is used to smoking mild cigars and so needs that delivered in like the lightest, you know, subtlest way possible. This could be a gateway for someone like that wanting to elevate into a more robust cigar. Like just, it's like a starter in yeah. that category. It's like before you get into a padrone. Yeah. You could try this. I think that's accurate. Have you guys have the had the padrone, the Damaso? Yeah. No. Have you had it? The mild, no. yeah. It's good. Is it similar? It. No, it's not even no. close. That's a Connecticut that's a Connecticut wrap padrone. It's mild, but it delivers the performance and quality of the sixty four and the twenty six line. Yeah, but you can't complain about the quality of the cigar. I, here's what I'm saying. The draw, the construction is very right good. Right now, like, yeah. I'm concerned that I'm still going to be tasting this cigar in the morning. Like, it, it, what? I, I don't know. It's something, there's something with if the mouthfeel or the taste. That's a long finish. That is not. <laughs> that's a really long. You know, <laughs> you know when you have a cigar that's not great and it kind of lingers? Like, you always hear guys complaining, ah, oh, when I smoke a cigar, I, you know, I taste it but the for, next morning. For me, my problem's the opposite in that it, it's so fleeting. Like, nothing on this lingers for me. No, not at all. It's just a weird mouth. I'm worried in, in 30 seconds I'm not going to taste this cigar. It's got like a soapy... I don't know what it is. There's just a it, mouthfeel thing that I'm not enjoying. You, it, you could know, be, it could be a little... Uh, sorry, a little minerally that thing that you're getting, maybe, but I'm not getting any of that. I, I kind of think it's a little creamy, a little bit, but the retro, it's actually not that bad. Listen, not that I have any refined taste or anything. But sure you, you do. But I can tell you this. I, like, I was trying to... I thought it was very, like the smoke, at least in the beginning, was somewhat anisey. I couldn't figure out what mm. it was. Mm. But there was some weird, I can't pinpoint it. I feel uh, like mine fell in like a bucket of Tide Pods, and I'm like... He's saying a little smoking an, like an azette, I, no, detergent no. or something. You know, burnt somph, you know the uh, somph, you know when it's uh, cooked up? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my lord, that's it. You, you know, you just had some the other day, <laughs> which, which is aniseeds. Oh man, I know what he's talking about. Yeah, 
I love when Rooster Shanks Pagoda. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, to the Bam Bam Shank me, uh, Rooster Shank. I think that's it. This is- I didn't shank you. <laughs> I don't know. It's, to me, like, I don't know if it's the cognac, but I'm getting some of these sweet notes. To me, this is like a diet dessert. Yeah, I, I it's like a low-calorie yeah. kind of a – it's a low-calorie cigar. It, it, that's true. <laughs> like, I'm not even jo- – that's, that's what it reminds me of. Very just, mild cocoa. Yeah. Mild, mild, yeah. mild. The flavors are mild. Yeah. yeah. I'm finding it to be not pleasurable at all. Wow. I agree It's burning that. great. It's smoking great. Mm-hmm. The draw is great. The combustion is great. My ash looks great. We're and done. the flavor is just not good. Okay. The problem is you had an 04 Unico – you had a Sir Winston 2014 the day before. Oh, wow. So, you, so you're like kind of like maybe. You're spoiled. No, I'm no. not. You, no. You're spoiled. No. Like on. there. Yeah. You know. Gizmo, just put, your, down put your pinky bit. out as you're smoking <laughs> that. <laughs> that is not true. Can someone turn off Gizmo's mic, please? <laughs> oh, I forgot. He controls the mics. <laughs> I mean, he's tasting Tide Pods out of those. Yeah, I, I, Tide. I'd be surprised to hear you say that. There, there's truly nothing offensive to me nah. about the flavor. Listen, maybe it's, my, so maybe it's my cigar. Maybe it's my cigar. I mean, we're talking $7 cigars. Who, who the hell it's the same box. Uh, these are very consistently made. You can tell. Were you doing laundry before you got here? You have tied all over your hands, or what's going on? <laughs> we'll see how it develops. I'll, I'm going to keep the faith as I always do. I don't put stuff down. Yeah, we're going to. It, well. it does taste a little young. Oh, it's definitely young. Yeah. There's no question yeah. about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, I think with time, what does think, young taste like? But here's a question. I think this is going to yeah. balance out really well. Tell you later. Here, here's a question. Blow, blow through it. Quick question for you guys. Yeah. This Quick. was ranked on the CA top twenty-five, correct? Yes, yeah, number yeah. fourteen. That's really? very, very Number high. Number 14. High praise wow. for the cigar. Which is frustrating to me because high I want to smack the guys at Cigar Aficionado who put this over almost any other cigar we smoke on the podcast. How is that possible that this is the 14, I number 14 cigar of the so year? I can tell you, someone got a big payday. Yeah, somebody put a nice big ad in this well, magazine. But there was a Rocky that was the number two cigar. Yeah, so. We'll, we'll oh, go that, through that. We're, that I agree. I want to go through the I want to go through the full list. Let's do that. Um but yeah, I just I'm it's I'm having a little bit of different experience than you guys are. Maybe hmm. Pagoda's a, a little closer aligned with me, but um, we shall see. Yeah. The only thing I would also say, smoke it slow. I am. I don't. I don't feel like I'm blowing through it's it. It's not densely packed, so no. like the air is really moving through it. Do you guys? I, I no, mean, I'm ahead of you. It's it's easy to go through, Senator. To your point. Yeah, I don't feel like I'm smoking it fast at all. No, you're not. I'm like an inch and a quarter in, maybe. I think Pagoda and I are pretty far along. All right, so. Uh, we usually talk, well, usually. We did it last year. Uh, we talked about the Cigar Aficionado Top 25. As uh, Grinder said, Bam's malfeasance uh, delayed that a couple weeks. I don't uh, remember that. With his <laughs> the saga of his tower. Uh, so here we are on Valentine's Day. By the way, happy Valentine's Day, boys. Thank you. Um, we're going to talk about, let's go through the uh, Top 25 here. And to all the lizard wives out there. Of the Cigars of 2022 from Cigar Aficionado. So uh, we'll go in reverse order. Curious, have you guys seen the list? Has everybody looked at it? No. A little bit. All right, good. I'm curious what everybody thinks. So number 25 this year uh, was the Placencia Reserva Original Corona. (laughs) Wow, that low? (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) Damn you, grinder. Can I just say something about Placencia? Every cigar club I go to, Placencia is a huge seller. They've rebranded. They have a whole line of Atolas, and actually the banding is beautiful. 
So people are going to those cigars. I'm not surprised it's on the list. I mean, in, in its defense, yeah, we've only tried it's the, true. the Alma Fuerte. Uh, <laughs> we, we really, I love that you can't say it <laughs> unless you say it like that. <laughs> we really ought to try something else that they make. So there's one that I had. It's got an octagonal shape. It was. It yeah. was. Oh, that is the one. Boy, here I, I we think go. That's fantastic. That by the Strap way. in. What is that called? I don't know. I don't this remember. This is Pagoda's favorite cigar. <laughs> it was okay. It was okay. Uh, you realize this that is the, the one cigar. we had on my deck late no. night. No, 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 no. That's we that really Alma long, Fuerte long, like Salamone looking. This is a brick cigar. house. That was pornographic. That cigar. <laughs> but this octagonal one. You remember the story I told, right? When Grinders used to, obviously Grinder at one point liked that Alma Fuerte. And Pagoda tells this story about how someone gave him this octagonal shaped cigar that was a Placencia, and that was the worst cigar he's ever had. Uh, is life. that right? Yeah, my mouth was all warped. I couldn't even get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was uh, the first time that I realized that the Pagoda name was perfect. Was that night? <laughs> it's true. It was that night because he was and, on and a Grindr mad tear, and Grinder yeah. was sitting there. Just it was but shank I didn't after know. Shank. every time he made the point that he hated that cigar, he said, and Grinder, let me tell you, it was the worst cigar <laughs> let I've me ever tell you. had. <laughs> so yeah, the Placencia Reserve original Corona, all Nicaraguan, I would have thought otherwise. Um, got a 92 rating this year. Number 24 was the Dominican from General Cigar, La Gloria Cubana, classic glorious, which is a uh, 43 ring gauge by five and a half inch cigar. I will tell you, I like the series, the R series. Is that good? I've seen a lot of guys like that. I, I, when I first started smoking cigars, I went toward that line. I liked it. I'll I just, just like say, it. it is literally chocolate. It is. Like, really? If I handed you a chocolate bar, yeah. that's what it would taste like. Honestly. I, I think Grinder gave me the first one I ever had of that. I bought a few from a, a, a tobacco shop that was nearby. Mm -hmm. I gave one to Rooster one time at my place. Do you remember this? No. <laughs> oh, Jesus. No, I, I'm positive because I needed validation that this thing just tastes like straight chocolate. Did you like it? And Rooster Smoked It said the exact same thing. It's just 100% chocolate. It's, you know, the Series R number five, I kind of like that. I haven't had it in many, many years. I think pot worthy, my opinion. Hmm. It's a budget hmm. sick. We should try it. Somewhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they said, I mean, they're they're listing it as $7.30. I mean, that I'm one? sure we can get it really cheap. Hmm. Getting a little tired of budget sticks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's what you're smoking all the time. Yeah. It's inflation, man. It's inflation. Coming from the connoisseur corner. Yeah. Next. So this is one I've never heard of. Number 23 is the Espinosa Knuckle Sandwich Habana, Habano Corona Gorda R. Which again, I like this ring gauge, forty-six ring gauge by five and five eighths inches. Hmm. Has anyone had an Espinosa cigar? I'm never not even familiar with it. Never heard of it. So I the, like the knuckle sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason why, apparently, so this is another AJ Fernandez cigar. Um, I guess it had something to do with uh, Guy Fieri, the chef. Oh Jesus! Oh boy! Who's uh, closely hard, in, <laughs> hard pass? Yep. Who's closely yeah. involved with the brand? And as Cigar Aficionado says, you can't mention one without mentioning the other. Is there hair gel on the wrapper? <laughs> hey, it's Chef's they, Edition. What are you saying? That's yeah. a Chef's Edition. That's an $11.50 stick. Another 92 rating. Oh, my God. All right, let's move on. Number 22, the Tatuaje Kappa Especial Cohete, which is a uh, short Robusto, 40 ring gauge by 4-inch cigar. Rooster, have you had that? Yeah. Really? Is that pretty good or what? Fantastic. Really? 
We got it. You know, I wow. we have had some listener emails asking why we haven't done more Tatuaje on we the pod. Do more Tatuajes. Yeah, we should do some more. No shit. Because people, let me tell you, man, people love oh, they love that those cigars. The whole line they love. They love them. I fall, it's fallen out of favor with me, but I don't know. It's funny you say that though. I mean, we're talking about a lot of brands that people like to smoke, like. Bam mentioned, obviously, uh, Placencia. Mm. Really, there's a lot of demand and a lot of retailers for yeah. it. But the intensity among Tatuaje fans, I yeah. feel like, is almost unmatched. It's, it's like it's, a cult. It's it's like guys a cult. that love that stick, they they talk with such passion about Tatuaje cigars. But you know what, though? The thing that I like about the Tatuaje fan base, I like Pete Johnson. I like his story. I like yeah, his cool. passion for it. There's like other cigar clubs, and there's other things that people get passionate about that I think is a little bit... I don't know. It kind of gives me like the creeps a little bit, but Tatawahe is one that like I appreciate the cult following that he's kind of developed, and I think some of the cigars that I've had are really good from him. They don't make their own cigar, do they? No, they made it my father. My father my makes father it makes for them. them. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. They made it to my father factory. Yeah, interesting. Pepin, Pepin, yep. Pepin Don Pepin. Garcia. Yep. Yeah, Don. Yeah. Hmm. You know, I I want to tell you. So I I just read off four of these cigars, and I hadn't hit the new world dorado i think that this cigar has taken a little bit of a turn for the better yeah so maybe i just had a half inch or Could be. like a rough patch whatever was going on what there are you getting now it's definitely moving more to like chocolatey sweeter mm-hmm. um more of what i would expect from a nicaraguan primarily nicaraguan cigar you know what i've found you you have to take a lot of smoke in to capture notes here you can't yeah. lightly draw on this thing but this is definitely better than it was 10 minutes ago for me yeah it's pretty good I just maybe, you know, maybe it had a half inch of just dud space, you know? Yeah. It happens. All right. So, uh, number 21, another cigar that I wasn't familiar with until some of the guys at the lounge, uh, I believe, gave one to Senator, the Allegria Robusto, a 52 ring gauge by five inch cigar made by Aganorsa Leaf. We're looking right at Senator on this one. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I was sitting at the lounge and, um, it was a cool thing. I'm sure a lot of listeners probably do this with their friends. And if, if they don't, I recommend it because we're kind of bad about doing this and we should do this every holiday. It was really fun for me. I'm sitting at our clubhouse one night and a bunch of guys come in, mostly members, but they brought some guests and friends. And uh, they were there, just an annual holiday gathering they have where everyone shows up with a different box of cigars that they want their friends, the group to try. That's cool. And they hand out a stick to each person. So you leave with like, you know, 20 sticks. There must've been 20 of these guys there. That's awesome. Nice. And um, they were very generous. I was sitting there and um, just chatting with them. And so a number of guys were just coming up to me, want you to try this, want you to try this. And uh, one of them was that cigar. I did smoke it. I will not say it was my favorite cigar. (laughs) Um, It's an afternoon smoke. It's not something. Was it like light? It's, it's medium at best. Mm. Um, How's the quality? Is it Dominican or the, the construction? It, it was a petite. It's Corona. a Nicaraguan puro. Ah, the the size. It was a, a smaller ring gauge, a petite Corona. Um, Usually, you get flavor in that patola. Yeah, the the flavor. It, it was not traditional notes that I pursue. Um, I do remember a, a pretty decent amount of spice, but not aggressive. Just kind of mild spice, a lot of cedar. Um, it just didn't do much for me, but I can see why someone who likes that profile doesn't want something full flavor, mm. why that may appeal. <laughs> so this specific, uh, the Vitola that they smoked, it was the 5 by 52 They're calling it medium full here in Cigar Aficionado, and I actually like some of the notes that they called out here. So maybe it was a different blend or just a different size, but they're saying um, almond, tangy wood, licorice, or orange peel, salted pecan, 
and then a strong finish of espresso and sambuca. Oh, my little bam's all over it. So, wow. uh, yeah, that's very ambitious. Those notes are pretty yeah, interesting. That's, that's, that's an ambitious. And the list, other thing yeah. that makes me <laughs> the other thing that makes me want to lean into trying this, aside from the endorsement from our friends here at the lounge, is that um, it's made by Lucien. Ah, and that Cruzado Robusto we did, I love that it, cigar. It was good. So the one they reviewed is a larger ring gauge. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's effectively pretty close to this. It's a okay. uh, it's so a the one I had. It was a Petit Corona, very small ring gauge. So w- we should try it maybe. In a yeah, we're gonna definitely put that on the list. I think. Nice. Yeah, you're probably getting more of the wrapper. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Another one that we're not familiar with came in at number twenty, the Casa Magna Colorado Robusto. Heard of that? Made you have? I have not heard of it. Made by Quesada Cigars, another Robusto 52 ring gauge Manuel by five and a half. Mm-hmm. What was that? Manuel Quesada, Quesada right? I, I'm not sure. I've I've had a few Quesada Cigars years ago because they, I think Nat Sherman, uh, they used to partner up with them for their cigars, if, if I remember clearly. But there was some kind of a relationship, I'm not sure. Interesting. The... Yeah. Um, so the reason why you may have heard of it, Rooster, is is it was the cigar of the year in two thousand eight. Maybe. Um, yeah. Casa Magna. Yeah. Rooster does study the top twenty five every year. He does. He buys them all. <laughs> Just the top five. Uh, and that's a Nicaraguan puro. That cigar. Um, okay, so let's move on. It's got a nice band, right? Like a colorful band. It doesn't look as ornate. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's just that's what it looks like there. So. Um, okay, so let's go to number 19. The uh, My Father Cigars owns the San Cristobal name, I guess. Ex-Cuba, outside of Cuba. The San Cristobal Classico. Again, another Robusto 5-inch by 50 ring gauge. So far, Nicaraguan's dominating this. Uh, this is a Nicaraguan filler binder and an Ecuadorian wrapper. That's a popular cigar. Owned by, owned by Ashton. Made by My Father. Number 18, boys, the Brick House Churchill. Yeah. No way. That's yeah. mild, You're joking, mild. right? Uh, it's a that's medium a really cigar. Mild stick. 50 that's, ring gauge by seven and a quarter. That's like smoking rolled up newspaper. I'm sorry. That is an awful, <laughs> awful cigar. It's mild. It doesn't Very even, it's, it's not a cigar. I don't know what it is. It's like the Las Calaveras. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Number 18? Number 18 of the year, boys. All right. This is bordering criminal so that's a jc newman cigar we haven't done any jc newman we should probably do one of those i had a couple of emails that is just a that's a cigar you get in a restaurant when you're dying to puff on something regardless <laughs> of what it is <laughs> holy cow it's a really mild stick yeah so uh number 17 is our first cuban on the list and i'm interested to hear what you guys think of this one cohiba number five the cohiba 55 anniversario edition limitada Ooh. 2021 if you remember that was the Ooh. one that uh cigar aficionado unboxed yeah. and one of the bands was different than the other we Uh-oh. all thought it was fake Uh-oh. It's a 320 dollars um, cigar have you had that no. rooster many no. you've had <laughs> it just every, came every out. day it just came out pretty we, recently we will soon oh yeah on gizmo's dime yeah right. so uh the thing I don't like about it, and I this I like talking about the dimensions because this is a reason why, fifty-seven ring gauge. Oh, forget about by it. By five and seven eighths inches, it's Unenjo- like un- unenjoyable. That's like what is that a Gordo extra? I mean, I I don't a, understand the trend. It's a double, double. toro like Bamlet. <laughs> um, yeah, a double double <laughs> Gordo. It's a double toro. That's a callback to the first episode we ever did, folks. <laughs> double toro, first ever. 
Um, yeah, that's just a big ass cigar. Three hundred and twenty dollars for a cigar. No, Can you imagine you. that? No, thank you. Talk about criminal. That's yeah. criminal. That is criminal. Is that is big that time. the price in Cuba? The price that, in Cuba aligns with everything. Yeah, that's where it aligns with every, everything. Yeah. But you, they, you're not going to find that on a shelf in Cuba because as soon as they make them, they ship them right out. So is that the most expensive Cohiba? Uh, I would think so right now, but I no, got to imagine. The Grand that, Reservas. I mean, that's yeah, got to be yeah, the Speeds of Bahique for reserve, sure. Grand Reservas, Reservas are more. Yeah, wow. The Bahikas are crawling up there, though. I mean, I think a Bahike 56 is probably close to 250. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's still got 100 bucks to go. I know. It's crazy. Ship them without age and everything. Um, all right, number 16, another Cuban, the Romeo y Julieta. We saw a lot of these in Cuba, Bam. Yeah. The Romeo y Julieta Linea de Oro Nobles. So those are the oh, yeah. ones that come in the nice red boxes. Yeah. I would say out of any cigar, when we were in Cuba, that was the one I saw the most boxes of. Yeah, Rooster, a, yeah, yeah. The boxes there's, there's three sizes. Yeah, right? three sizes. So yeah. almost every destination we visited, we saw that box. And they were right. piles of them. Nobody was buying them. Really? For a yeah. reason. Yeah. Do you remember the price on those? Um, I'm... I, I'm seeing them at fifty dollars a stick. Um, Box of ten. Yeah, so about five hundred bucks, probably a little more. You know what turns me off? I go back to a Senator's experience with his Churchill at dinner one night. Which, which Churchill? The, the Romeo. Romeo Churchill. Oh yeah, fuck dude. That, cigar. <laughs> that is that has kind of tainted my view of what Romeos are. Yeah, really. so the, so that Churchill. It's an you, uninteresting. It's have, an interesting marker. I'm sorry. If you can get your hands on the vintage. Churchill, Maybe. which has the old band, mm. that's a fantastic cigar. Let me tell you right? something. Let yeah. me tell you something. You won't catch me dead with that cigar. <laughs> the old one? No. I'm old? not touching Romeo. Romeo's dead to well, me. You yeah, have the new ones. You have the new ones. Romeo's dead to me. But no, hang I hang had a 2013. Now, hold on. The, the Romeo you just mentioned, Rooster bought a box. Did you ever try one of those? The one that he just said was no, in the top sold 25. No, he sold it. The Linea de Oh, order. no, you no. Sold I, I remember you had one of those red boxes. sold that. I see. So the one that uh, they named number 16 here, they gave it a 93 rating. It was a 56 ring gauge by 5 and 3 eighths. So again, the two of the Cubans that, that, that made it in, in the list so far mm-hmm. are over 55 ring gauge. Unbelievable. Which is, which is crazy. Um, so, you know, th- these are made to, you know, these are Habanos trending toward producing high dollar, low box you know uh low count in the box yep. so you're getting 10 in a box high price you know they're just really that's and where larger larger ring gauge and that's where they're moving yeah. yeah um you have to wonder if that's the asian market's driving that yeah i don't know all right so uh number 15 the la palina goldie Ligito number two which is a 38 ring gauge which it's a small ring gauge by six inches 23 dollar cigar Made in the USA, wow! Of Dominican Republic and Nicaraguan filler and Ecuadorian binder and wrapper and Patterson, New Jersey filler. <laughs> <laughs> so this is actually made in Miami's uh, Little Havana. Ah, okay. I mean, that's cool to see. It is cool. Yeah. I like you know when you hear Legito number two. Obviously, you know it has a pigtail on it, just like the Legito number one, mm, which is the nice. Cola, um, the Cohiba Lancero. What's the strength profile? Mild to medium, medium to medium full. Ah. They're calling it. So it's made by El Titan de Bronze. So I've never heard boutique, of that cigar. It's a boutique cigar. Yeah, sounds like it. La Polina. Mm. So apparently, according to La Polina, you know we've talked about Medio uh, Medio Tiempo, uh, which is the, co- the coveted top. You know the the top two leaves of the plant, which is what Bahique is kind of famous for, is the Medio Tiempo. Um, there, there's arguments now if Bahike even has that anymore because it's so hard to, to, to harvest. But um, 
apparently amounts to a peppery, nutty smoke, they say. Finely detailed with oak, chocolate, and a walnut finish. I would love to try that cigar and see if I find a single one of those notes in it. But I'm a naysayer, boys. <laughs> Very negative today. <laughs> Number 14 is the cigar we're smoking. We'll pause here. The New World Dorado Robusto again. 52 ring gauge by five and a half. I'm coming up on about halfway. I know I've been talking a lot more than you guys have. Um, what are you guys thinking about the cigar right now? For me, it hasn't changed. It was okay, and it's still okay. I'm in the same boat. I mean, there's yeah. nothing that's offensive that's jumping out at me right now, but it's mm-hmm. still the same. Yep. It's picked up slightly. Yeah. I mean, to Bam's point, I don't know if maybe when you said you kind of got to draw a lot more to, you do. to get the flavor out of this cigar. Yeah. Um, so I'm getting a little bit more, but I still want more out of this stick. Yeah. Mine has improved significantly. Sure. That's good. It, that's had it stayed where it was, I would have been a four. This has really improved significantly. I'm still finding the flavor to be muted um, and not really defined, but um, I get, I get, it's much more pleasurable. I get a bit of like a nutty flavor too, like some kind of nut. I don't know if it's a walnut or... I'm getting like a chocolatey thing too now. Yeah, yeah, cocoa still. I'm not getting of. any of the salt Very you light, mentioned. Though. It was early. Oh, I'm not yeah. getting as much now. Okay. Now it's like picked up in sweetness. True. So this cigar got a 93 rating. Um uh, to have the numbers sure. reversed. How are they judging these? <laughs> I mean, well, how do they come up with these ratings? Well, do we know? The number 25 was a 92, right? Yeah. I mean, they start on the bottom at 92. Yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy. So uh, number 13, boys, is the Hoya de Nicaragua Antonio. Mm. Oh. 1970 <laughs> Churchill, which is a 48 ring gauge by 6 and 7 eighths inches cigar. Nicaraguan Puro. Um, we did this cigar in the podcast, didn't we? we Not did. the Churchill. In a, in a large ring. Yeah, yeah, and it plummeted. It was, it was, five or six, it was a Bellicoso, and it got a 5.0. It was tough. Yeah. All the guys in this room gave it either a 6 uh, or a 5. Mm. Yeah, not very good. No. All right, moving on. Number 12 was the La Flor Dominicana Oro Chisel. Oh, boy. 54 ring gauge by six inches. So I've had that. And I know you have, Rooster. The chisel, that is probably one of the strongest cigars you'll smoke. Really? Oh, yeah. I, I kind of liked it. I can't say I hated it. Is this the patented one? The shit? No, that's double Lijero. Yeah. Oh, the double Lijero oh, chisel. I'm sorry. Oh. That, I'm sorry. That's LFD. I take it back. Mm-hmm. That's the one that's the, probably the strong. It's a different mm-hmm. cigar. Okay. What, yeah. What's the story? The patented one. So they patented the shape of that cigar, the chisel, LFD, literally has a patent where they advertise a cigar aficionado that the only cigar mm-hmm. that ever had got a patent approved was for the shape of the chisel cigar you know from what? La Flor Dominicana. What does it look like? Picture the end of the cigar. If you pinched it all the way down, so it was like touching both. You know, it's you know what like- it's like? It's like the plastic atta- attachment right. that you can right. put at the end of it yeah. that comes down to a tiny rectangle profile. It, <laughs> they've rolled it somehow, pressed like a, it. Like a plastic tip cigar? Yeah, it yeah. sounds like a These Philly blunt. Like, <laughs> it is. <laughs> well, the shape. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so it's, has anybody it's a had powerful, it? Powerful smoke. Not you, that one. I, I've had. I've had it. You've had. You're, we're talking the LFD chisel, not the one that was rated. Not in. the double no, cigar aficionado. The. Oh, the, no, I haven't had the chisel. There's two different. So you mentioned this the double This is it, the LaFleur Dominicana Oro but, chisel. That's but not it. double Lejero. Oh, I've had know. the double Lejero. The, the, Oro, the Oro comes in gold tubes, right? 
Is that the one? Uh, it doesn't say that it's in a tubo. Um, I'm not seeing that, but yeah, it has a it has like a gold ornate band on it mm. with we, oro. We should review a Lafleur product. Yeah, though. we haven't done one of those yet. All right, number eleven, the EP Carrillo Pledge Apogee, which was a new size introduced uh, in 2022, I think. Pledge Obviously, Apogee or Apathy? <laughs> well played, Bam. Uh, the Pledge Prequel obviously was the cigar of the year two years ago, um, which was its second number one cigar in two years. Uh, this is a new size. It's 58 ring gauge by six and a quarter, which that's a big cigar, man. That's a, I just, we've talked about this a thousand times on this podcast. They're just getting I don't bigger. get the trend. They're getting bigger on that list. <laughs> As they what go down. What the heck? Yeah. So, um, just amazing. They're going to be at 60 ring gauge soon. Okay, we're now in the top 10. Top 10. Uh, number 10, Arturo Fuente Rare Pink Vintage 1960 Series. You ready for this one, boys? The Vitola is called the Sophisticated Hooker. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard of this cigar. I've ne- well, <laughs> well, it's pink. Don't go there. No. <laughs> Bam knows this cigar well. <laughs> Okay, I've heard uh, of this. Uh, uh, <laughs> the, the rare pink hooker. <laughs> oh my god! They're, well, they're, I think he knows her really well. The they're, first, the first <laughs> sentence, by the way, the first sentence on the review is: the name is certainly curious. It is. So uh, this is obviously made by the Fuente family. I mean, that is a hell of a name, sophisticated hooker. So there are a lot of guys that are looking for this cigar right the now. The rare pink, yeah. yeah, that I know in our group in town where I live and. They want that cigar. I yeah, can kill. I mean, sophisticated hooker is clearly are in demand. Well, <laughs> so it's a. I'm sorry, just can, I, I would just love to understand the origin of a name Please, like that. Please, that would be great. And you know what's weird about it is this cigar line, the rare pink, I believe was designed as a breast cancer mm, awareness. Right. You're right, and also that's true that they're donating some of the proceeds to breast cancer awareness. Didn't you have one of these? No, I thought I've never had mm. a rare pink. So many people are looking for this, the whole line of these pink cigars. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Because if you have it, I haven't had well, it. Well, Fuente, you know. I mean, it's a very. I think a very part of the money goes towards uh, cancer yeah, research. Yeah, breast cancer research. I, don't, yeah. I know, which yeah. is especially why the name is really offensive. I mean, it's why? kind of weird. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, I don't understand it. All the boxes are pink, the labels are pink. I think he in, involved his daughter in all this. I, I'm not sure. I'd love to ask him sometime. But. Uh, the dimension on on this specific cigar. So I think really what this was, and you guys could tell me if I'm wrong. I think what this is is I think these are variations of the Hemingway line. Yes. So I think like there's a there's a rare pink short story. I think there's that a rare there pink is. signature. There there's is. a rare pink. There's a few of them. Yeah. And we should try one for our recording. We should do we one. We should. I don't know if I want to do the sophisticated hooker, not only because of its name, but it's also a 53 ring gauge by seven and a quarter. Inches. Wow. Oh, that's, that's a big that's a commitment. cigar. They do make a lot of cigars. Yeah. They do. A lot of different cigars. It's crazy. And I think, and too. different lines they yeah, have. Yeah, they have so much stuff. I think I think that the other thing, too, that about it, and I mean, just for marketing, I guess Carlito's a little bit of a genius, but literally he put the word rare in the mm. name of the cigars. You know, so Fuente folks well, thinking Rock, that. Rockies use that as well. Thinking that this is a right. rare, you know, a rare find, you know, <laughs> people running out to buy it. Maybe that's part of the case, too. Maybe. It's Pagoda's cousin. <laughs> <laughs> they gave this a, a 93 rating, number 10 um, in this year's uh, top 25. All right, number nine, the 
Nicaraguan Romeo y Julieta, Reserva Real Nicaragua Churchill, which is a 50 ring gauge cigar by seven inches, which that's a big cigar. That's this at seven inches, effectively, which is, that's a big thing. I, I think you've said it's a big cigar at least 20 times. <laughs> well, that's the whole point. I mean, we it's talk about true. this so many on the podcast. Like, why are there no Lonsdales? Why yeah. are there no Lanceros? There's not a lot of Coronas. I think there's one Corona so far. Yeah, and a lot that, of Robustos, those certainly. Those two Vitolas are just incredible. There should be more of those in yeah. the market. Um, so Altadis, obviously, this is their brand. The Nicaraguan Puro. Um, Romeo is their best-selling premium cigar brand, as, as I'm sure we could have guessed. They gave this cigar a 93, which is a high rating. All right, number eight. Padron makes its first, and I believe only, appearance. The Padron 1964 Anniversary Series in Principe, nice. which is a 46 ring gauge by four and a half inch cigar. Arguably one of the Padrones, aside from the number 35 in the 26 series, that could make it into like a short smoke special, like smoking outside in the winter. It's a little guy. That you know? number well, 35, Senator, I think you turned me on to that. Yeah, it's a I love that little cigar. It's a home run. It's a great end to an evening or the start of an evening. Yeah. That little it cigar awesome. gives you the most flavor for a short smoke worth yep. every I mean, penny my goodness worth yeah. every the, uh, penny the but principe i think rob Aiello, when we had him i was going to say that's rob's favorite he yep. mentioned that yeah. cigar he we loves should that try cigar. that we yeah. should it's an excellent well, cigar we should really the only place we could do it at that size i think is in a short smoke special mm. um you know and it's it's you know pretty close to i think you can get them pretty close to 10 bucks mm -hmm. you know they come i think the boxes are 25 or 24 so um, finally a good cigar on the list. The Padron 1964 Anniversary Series in Principe. Um, you know, if you're looking to get into the 1964 series, you know we're Padron fanatics on this podcast. No denying it. Um, that's a really nice try-it-before-you-buy-it kind of cigar with Padron. You know, spend 10, 15 bucks at a B&M, a brick-and-mortar, and, and uh, try, the, uh, try the Padron with the Principe, number eight. Okay, number seven. The... <laughs> My father, Le Bijou, 1922, in Churchill. And before oh. I say anything else, Senator's eyes just rolled into the back of his head. Wow. Yeah, that's a death sentence. It kind it of is. Not a good cigar. By but, the way. Hold on. It does come in a smaller <laughs> Vitola that I happen to like. It's very small, but well, very good. it needs good. to be. It I has mean, to the be, The amount yes. of strength in that cigar, it's you true. Just, it's got to be a short cigar. Yeah, that short one's, you know, I don't know if it's pod worthy because it's so small, but really flavorful. That is a dark cigar, Oscuro wrapper, Nicaraguan Puro, and they gave that cigar a 94. Damn. So what do they say about the cigar? Full? Yeah. No, they say medium full. <laughs> they don't even list it as full. Maybe the Churchill is a different Vitola. I don't, uh, you know, a different know. Uh, blend or something. Yeah. Sounds inaccurate. Um, I mean, I remember all the entire Lee Bijou line, like, to have a lot of strength. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. 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 We like yeah. full flavor, but that yeah. thing is over the top. next level. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised you haven't mentioned the Oliva so far. That's common, I'm sure. Mm. I'm sure All right, number there. six, the Alec Bradley Black Market Churchill, another 50 ring gauge by 7-inch cigar. Interesting blend on this. Filler is Honduran and Panamanian. Binder is Ecuadorian, and the wrapper is Nicaraguan. Um, I don't think I've ever heard of any Panamanian leaf filler, what have you, ever. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's made by the Placencias in Honduras. Of course. Um, like I said, covered in a Nicaraguan <laughs> wrapper. Sumatra seed binder. The Panamanian thing is really, really interesting. Very unique 
for cigars for sure. I don't mm. know if we've ever smoked a, Pan- a Panamanian cigar. No. Don't want to. Hmm. Dakota does. <laughs> I'll, I'll give anything a try. Yes, sir. That's good. I think it's, yeah. I might revisit the Bijou. Yeah. We haven't done any Alec Bradley. Yeah, we have no. to do yeah, that. Yeah, we have to. I think J.C. Newman, Alec Bradley, you know, there's a couple on this list that we, even if we don't do the cigars that made it in the top 25, we definitely need to visit some of these brands. People love that Alec yeah. Bradley line. J.C. Newman does, uh, doesn't it do that purple, uh, what's it, Jewel? It's, they do these, uh, isn't it based out of uh, Miami? It's based out of the U.S. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think I so. I think so. I'm not sure. All right, before we get to the top five here, boys, um, I think we're coming into the last third here. Certainly I am of our uh, New World Dorado Robusto tonight. What are you guys thinking for seven bucks? I mean, I'll say the one thing I like that the smoke is, uh, it's almost velvety as it leaves your mouth. I I really love the combustion in this cigar. I just want more flavor out of that. It has taken a step up in flavor. It has. A step. If if it started here, all the way to this point, I would feel differently. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I, it's definitely right now where it's at is the best that it's been mm. since I lit it. No How far question down. About you're it. about two inches away. Uh, We're yeah, about I'm, the same. I'm in the last third. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Rooster, what do you think so far? Yeah, same. I mean, it it didn't really start out like that great. I mean, the the smoke was delicious. I mean, you could really smell it. But I mean, I'm getting some sweet, like a little bit of sweetness and some uh, a little nutty cocoa, yeah. a little bit like faint, but nothing like overpowering. The cognac is really helping it a lot because the this thing has such a long finish. When right. you pull the smoke in, they're mingling quite nicely. Yeah. I will say, but I think any cigar would with this cognac. All right, so we're into the top five of 2022 cigar aficionados top 25 of the year. Always a controversial list. Number five, boys. Not controversial in this room, which was a big surprise to us. The Oliva Siri V Churchill Extra, mm. which was a 52 ring gauge by 7-inch cigar. It's always there. I think we rated it pretty high. We did. I think around 8. Yeah, we. Yeah, no, it was very smokable. Yeah. I, I was actually really surprised. So for the listener, we did that on episode 37. Good cigar. And uh, we gave it a 7.3. Yeah, it's a good recommend. Everybody in the room. Which especially for a Churchill Extra. Yeah. I mean, that's a time commitment, and if that could hold our attention that long, I mean, that, that does say something. It does. I think that was the episode, the Roast of Gizmo episode with the <laughs> Chivas. Uh, we all gave it a seven, except uh, Pagoda and Bam gave it eights. I did? Yeah. I take it back. <laughs> I'm kidding. So that's a I'm Nicaraguan Puro. Again, 52 ring gauge by seven inches. So if you're interested in that cigar, number five of the year, we did it on episode 37. Check it out. I don't think Rooster got his car clean since then. (laughs) (laughs) He traded in. You got rid of it after that. (laughs) All right, number four, boys. The Cuban. number Another Cuban, which is interesting. There are quite a few Cubans on the list this year. The Hoyo de Monterey Elegantes, which is a, I believe it's a Perfecto, uh, 47 ring gauge by six and a quarter. I think I have some of these coming for us, actually, Mm. so we can do it on the pod. I've heard very, very good things about this. I've never had it. I'm sure you've had it. You've had it, Rooster? Yeah. Yeah, How was it? How was it? Eh. 
Oh, it was okay. It was a, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Hoyos. The Hoyos need a lot of age, a lot of time. I don't think most of yeah. us are big fans of HDM. I, I like the Epi two every once in a while. I may smoke that yeah, four morning, times a year. It's a morning smoke. Yeah, yeah, but that's not a, four times a year. It's not a ringing indoors. So here's it is. So when we first started doing this whole Cuban movement, I had a lot of those cigars, the Epi twos. I don't have any now, and I'm not pursuing them. Yeah, I don't chase them either. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I bought a box of those for my father-in-law for Christmas. That's a nice gift. And he was floored. He loves it. It's a nice gift. So loves have, having said that, the La, the La Hoyo series is, I, I go for that. Is that is the Rio Seco in that series? Uh, yeah. That's a good cigar. Yeah. Big ring gauge, though. I don't like that. It I is. think it's a 54. I like the smaller, like the Leo. Uh, I want to do that on the pod, though. The Rio Seco? Because I... San Juan and the Did Rio Rob Isla say that he liked that cigar? I'm not sure. I feel like someone whose opinion we trust mentioned that they liked it. Dan, but I want to do it, or maybe Dan did someone, because I've heard good things. But then I'll never forget Puba lit one up when I was with him (laughs) once, and he put it down after a few puffs. So I just I kind of have to see how this. (laughs) Remember, I gave you one of those La Jolla's, the small stick. Oh yeah, that had a lot of flavor. It did for Mm, this little cigar. I was really surprised. Wow. Yeah. So that cigar. That cigar got a ringing endorsement from Cigar Aficionado this year. They got a, it gave it a 95. Wow. 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 That's a hell of an endorsement. Yeah, Rio Psycho. Yeah. Now, I do love the oil, that double Corona that they make. That, yeah. I do like that. We should try both of those because I there are two brands I'm hard out on. One is uh, R&J, Romeo Julieta. The other is oil. And mm. um, if those got those high scores, I'm willing to give each a try. I, I, but I if have I a, can't get in, into either of those, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna bring a Romeo that I have that you guys will, All right. will I'd, love. Listen, it's, oh. it's a Panatella. It's I'm, a really small oh, stick, but cool. it's from 1990s. Of course. <laughs> of course. It is, I mean, it's, it's in cellophane. You've never wow. seen a cigar, oh, like Cuban gosh. cigar in Let's cellophane. record that so every single listener can never, ever get it. <laughs> <laughs> well said, Dan. Those That's act, a Rooster's Connoisseur Corner holy episode, holy. like the Los, Los Tatos Deluxe that we did. Those do, those do come up on BR occasionally, and it's it, it wasn't that much. Cool. But the cigar has so much aroma. Like, you just open the cellophane, it mm. just fills up the room. It, That's it's, cool. It smells unbelievable. All right, so number three, first appearance from Davidoff on the list, the Davidoff Nicaragua Diadema. Which is a fifty ring gauge cigar by six and a half inches, Nicaraguan Puro. It's my I'll least favorite Davidoff. Big, big time. <laughs> the Nicaragua nice series. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I, agree. I have not fallen in love with that at all. <clears throat> Puba, I feel like smokes says he smokes it sometimes. Some of the guys, if it's kind of a polarizing cigar, but if I'm going to try it, I want to do exactly that Vitola. That's a big cigar, man. What, I mean, is, what it? is it? A Perfecto? What, what's the it, dimension? No, it's uh, no. I think it's a, either a Bellicoso or a Torpedo. Okay, uh, I mean, that's I'm not, not sure. It's not a Churchill. They gave a, it a 95, five and a half inch, six and a half, oof, by 50. But I'm saying we have to review that cigar at some point, so I want to do it in that exact Vitola. Yeah, we haven't done Davidoff in a minute. No, we haven't. That I whole mean, Nicaraguan line is very mild. But they mild, I think. Like the box press that no, they it's have, not it's not that mild. mild. No. I found it to be mild. I, I mean, know, they I, they had the seven hundred two series that was mm, that was also Nicaraguan. That was great, and that was great, and they discontinued. Yeah, that they was a great cigar. Anymore. Yeah, so what, I prefer the Yamasa. I love. Yeah, you know, I was wondering, I, dude, because I like one of the two. Yeah, I like the Yamasa. The Yamasa is awesome. Yamasa is more. Is that I think. is that a Nicaraguan cigar? 
or yeah, a Dominican? Yeah. No, it's Nicaraguan. I, I believe. I believe so. I don't no, know. But no, I might be wrong. It's a good steak. Might, might be Dominican. A lot here's of flavor. A here's lot of my flavor. question about Davidoff, and we can talk about this when we record this episode. Mm. When we do that cigar, have they ever released an Ellie or a Year of the or any sort of special cigar yes. that's Nicaraguan tobacco? Oh. I can't speak to the tobacco. Now, here's, now, the reason why I ask that question, if Davidoff is so high on their Nicaraguan tobacco, which they released 10 years ago, why is none of the special stuff mm. Nicaraguan? Now, I don't know if it is, but it seems like everything I've seen is highly Dominican. So I had the year of the tiger. It was 50-50. It was okay. The year yeah, the, You mean you had the, the rabbit? The rabbit. I had I had that as well. Was okay. the tiger the one I've, that was striped? I've had the tiger. Yes, I've had that the tiger. That was the biggest waste of fifty seven dollars. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. literally what I had to pay. I was at a, a that's right, B&M you to, in, yeah. in Houston. That's so right. I've had that cigar. I couldn't too. believe that was it's, so disappointing. It's not a great cigar. And no. the rabbit was very, very mild, uninteresting. But there are two annual releases that I do like. The snake that they released a while ago and the ox. Those are pretty pretty good. I didn't cigars. love the ox. They're okay. Tremendous combustion. That was like yeah. a great chimney cigar, but I can't say the flavor was mm-hmm. all that exciting. And you had the stink, I think. I had the ox. So, uh, again, the reason why I just questioned Davidoff Nicaraguan tobacco is if they're not using that to release special stuff, yeah. then they must not be big believers in it either. I yeah. think it's a great point. Honestly, I never thought about it that way, but I don't remember seeing any of these year of or uh LEs that they put out every year yep. with Nicaraguan tobacco. Because you would assume that the the just in from your eye, I don't know the makeup of everyone, right? I would think that the label would be black or some sort of not the white typical or red typical that they've released on right. the LEs. I would think they would have used the 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 Davidoff yeah. black labels which they use for the Nicaraguan tobacco. Yeah. Um another thing I see here that's interesting, I didn't know this. They only have released Nicaraguan tobacco from Davidoff for 10 years. 2013 was when they released that. So fairly new. Yeah, it's fairly new. You know, another thing, mm-hmm. we, we were talking about this the other day, um, the blenders at, at Davidoff, like Henry Kellner was the... Uh, yeah, and his son, was, they left. And they both, they're gone. Yeah. And Eladio was the other blender that came on after Henry Kellner, and maybe he was there at the same time, but he was part of the Master Blend series and stuff, so he's gone. He left too. He weren't left they? Too. They wow. left what three years ago, roughly two, three years ago. Eladio did. It's been a while. And Kellner left before that. Yeah. Hmm. So I wonder what's going to happen to the uh, Davidoff line. I would hmm. like to try this one to Senator's point, uh, also because this is a Figurado. Cool. I don't know if we've done a Figurado on the podcast. We should do it. What's a Figurado? We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it there. All right, number two. Roosty, you ready? You put people. We're gonna oh, need you to buckle your seatbelt. Oh, oh. no, we know please. what this is. I'm gonna take my <laughs> take my uh, headphones off. <laughs> we know what it is. I know what's coming. <laughs> buckle up. Does this start with an R? Just don't. <laughs> do not, R. Do not exit your seat until the captain <laughs> turns off the seatbelt light. Number two, 2022 Cigar of the Year. Rip that page off. The Rocky Support pa- your Indian brother. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. The Rocky Patel 6060, which, by the way, is the biggest cigar on the list. 60 ring gauge. Holy moly. By six inches. You know what's the funniest part of that for me? <laughs> there's so, a lot of things. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack here. But I had no idea what the ring gauge on that cigar was, but I do remember when I got the magazine and I saw that Rocky was number two. Mm. If you look at the photo of that cigar, 
there is by far more bands that oh, yeah. cover that cigar oh, than boy. you can actually look at, see. Look the at stick. the bands. More and than the fact that this is a sixty ring gauge cigar makes this even more. Look ridiculous. at the bands. I mean, it covers three quarters of the it's cigar. It's absurd. The whole cigar, actually, eighty percent of the cigar is covered. That means the wrapper sucks. They gotta like put like yeah. fucking bands on it to cover it. <laughs> no, up. The, I mean, truly, protecting it. Truly, though. Oh, in, in, in all seriousness, how put many it in times? Cellophane. How many times do we look at a cigar and we say, "Wow, that wrapper is just beautiful." You can't possibly have a wrapper that's worth anything right. if you want to cover it right, almost entirely exactly. with packaging. You want to see the damn wrapper. <laughs> wow. Rooster, hey, how was that cigar? Know. What? <laughs> you know he had a box at home. You know it. He smoked a lot of them. 60, <laughs> 60 Every morning with coffee. Oh but, my but God. hold on. There are Rockies that we have to try here. We I totally to, agree. We have to try it. Rooster's going to be conspicuously absent that night. No, he won't be. So the uh, filler and binder are Nicaraguan. Wrapper is Mexican. They're saying it's medium full. I mean, I, I, I'll i be honest. There is no chance in hell that I'm going to present that for this podcast. Not, not a 60 ring gauge. No way. I'm willing to try a Rocky, but yeah. his best. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't ALR know what that is. But ALR? Well, I don't know if don't that's know the if best. ALR, there's a little... <laughs> There's a little Rocky that they make, which is actually very good. It's little. It's small. I think I I think I used to like the 15 year or something. They have so many anniversaries. You know, it's yeah. too many. He I has a lot know. of anniversaries, Rocky. Yeah. yeah. There you go. And you know what I love? Before we get to number one, I love that. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw this. All of the New World retailers <laughs> are advertising that the Rocky Patel 6060 is the number one non-cuban cigar of the year as they you know because they can't sell cuban cigars so they're they're advertising even this, though they're number two <laughs> they're, number, they're advertising it as the the best cigar of the year that's wow. not cuban even more reason not to try yeah i just thought that i just think that's very very funny that they uh that they've been advertising Every, i've seen tons of i'm sure rocky is prompting them to do that but or feeding them the, the marketing materials to do so but um yeah, they gave that a 96, boys. 96. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. When, when was the last time you smoked a 96? It was a pledge, I think. <laughs> <laughs> right? Wasn't that written 96? <laughs> All right, boys. The number one cigar of the year. And I got to say, I think they must have listened to our podcast. Uh-oh. <laughs> I think they must have listened to it. What could it be? The H. Upman, number two from Cuba. Of course. So, okay, so a couple things here. Tremendous Finally. fucking cigar. Tremendous. Tremendous. So we did that for the listener. I really encourage you. It was a wonderful episode. And I don't say that a lot because I'm very self-critical. But episode number 40, we gave that cigar a 9.8. Now, we so smoked 8-year-old. We smoked 8-year-old at the time, uh, up in number twos. But that really is some of the best of Cuban, what, what Cuba has to offer. So when I saw this came up as number one, I was really, really excited about it. Do you really have to smoke an aged up in two to love it? So because I would, I, I have young ones and I love them. So I would say this, my, it's funny on one of the groups that I'm in, we're in, um, somebody put up the other day talking about the Monte Cristo number two versus the Upman number two. Oh. And to me, the Monte Cristo number two when you're smoking, when you're smoking the two of them young, I'll take the Monty two any day over the Upman two. Those are both 2018s, if, if I'm correct, right? 2018s, the two of them. What do you mean? Those two cigars that were on that 
They were both 2018s, I think. I'm not sure. But I I, so. whoever was smoking them was asking, which do you prefer? To me, young, I prefer the Monte Cristo number two. Mm-hmm. With age, I absolutely prefer the Upman number two. I have some 21, 22 boxes of Upman twos. They just, I, I think they need time. So that's what's interesting is seeing Cigar Aficionado rate a twenty mid-2022 box of Upman number twos number as the one. number one cigar of the year. Wow. I'm happy to see it. Absolutely. But I'm also like, it's still kind of confusing to me. Yeah, but they came to their senses when they came to the top cigar. Yeah. I mean, it's the first time in, I think, 10 or 12 years that they've given Cuban the, the Cuba yeah. the top spot there. I just think the thing is, I was saying that I agree with that is surprising, right, is that what was the score? 98. 98. I mean, as much as we love the Upman 2, there's no way that we would, we would not give rate a 2022 that. Upman 2 that high. a 98 yeah, point. True. I mean, yeah. we just wouldn't. It, mm. That's not what it is. A By Love the way, 14, we gave we gave the Love 14 a 98. Right. right. So with age, age, it's fantastic. I mean, yeah. it's a great cigar. I think if we were to do... Now, a lot of people won't know what Love is, by the way. It's just a factory code. We right. talked about it on episode number right. 40. Again, right. for the listener, listen to episode number 40. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really love the Upman 2. We smoked an age one. I think they need a little age. We have uh, BRE which is a factory code, 18s and 19s, a bunch of us do. Mm-hmm. Um, they're smoking really, really well. But I again, agree. I still think that they might need a little bit more time versus what, what we got with the, the 2014. But, you know, it's interesting to me for them to pick this specific cigar because there are so many cigars coming out of Cuba have we talked that we've talked about a thousand times on the podcast that mm-hmm. are smoking so brilliantly young. Yeah, the D four, the Monty two, um, the P two, even from Honestly, Partagas. the Royal Corona, the Bolivars, the are Bolivars smoking are smoking great. The BBFs are smoking great. So it's interesting to see them choose this one, which out of all of them, I think needs the most time. Mm. And I would bet if we smoked from the same box the cigar aficionado had. We smoked that May or June or whatever it was, 2022, that they smoked and gave it a 98. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we would have cracked. I don't think we would have cracked the 90s. I agree with everything you're saying, but the one thing I'm actually really happy that they picked that cigar in particular, even young, is I don't think the Upman 2 gets as much credit as it 100%. deserves. 100%. You're 100% right. I say that because it's just not as ubiquitous as like a, you know, Monty 2s you can find anywhere, Europe, Asia, doesn't matter where you are, you can find them. Partagas D4, my favorite. You can find it anywhere. Even a P2. P2, same thing. You can't find, I mean, I'm truly, every time I'm in London, I'm in Asia, I can't find Upman 2s. You don't see that laying around most retail stores. Yeah. So they I feel also, like you They have also to, don't come up online very often. That, yeah, they that don't. as well. They so don't. I feel like you have to really pursue that cigar to actually be able to experience and understand how great it is. So yeah. I like that they gave it the spotlight that it deserves so 100%. that folks know they should actually pursue that totally. cigar. Yeah. Totally. I, I love that they gave that cigar the rating that they did and put it number one. That's awesome. But to your point, it, it's it's just an interesting choice. Mm. You know, because even, you know, even in our battle of the pyramids, had that not been as aged as it was, it would not have taken number one. Mm. It just wouldn't have. Mm. I'll just say the thing that frustrates me, so I think putting that cigar number one, I don't have any problem with whatsoever. I want that cigar to get its time. The thing that just surprises me is the, the actual raw scores they give these cigars. I don't know why they have to be so high. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I the cigar of the year could be a 93-point cigar, and I'd be fine with that. It doesn't have to get a 98. And the thing that doesn't compute for me is that Cigar Aficionado is from the exact same company that Wine Spectator is. 
And one of the reasons I was talking about wine ratings earlier, what I like about Wine Spectator is they give high scores sparingly. Mm. Yeah. Truly, some of the best bottles of wine that you can reasonably source at a local wine shop, Wine Spectator will give like a 93, a 94. If you find a 96, 97, 90, I mean, some of these bottles can cost, I mean, it can be $500 bottles of wine. It's very sparingly that they hand that out. And I don't know why the same doesn't translate over to their cigar publication. It's disappointing because from what you're saying, Wine Spectator is very discerning then. It is. Why the fuck is CA not so discerning? Well, I'll tell you this. You're all holding a 93 rated cigar. Yeah. How about Which that? Which is crazy. This it's is not ridiculous. This is not a 93. It's not even going to come close to and that. And I didn't know they were both owned by the same... Yeah, oh, Mar- yeah. Marvin yeah. Schenken. I oh, had yeah. no idea. Same yeah. with Whiskey Advocate. Yeah. Really? The same. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, like this this being a 93, even the even the 25th, like the one on the bottom, like yeah. what that get? 93? 92? Yeah. 92, 92, 92. And the up and two is at 98. <laughs> you know, and if if you open Cigar Aficionado right now, the latest ep- the latest issue that just came out with the with the guys from um, uh, the Fox NFL morning show, uh, oh, yeah. uh, Howie and Terry and Jimmy and, and Kurt and those guys. Um, Don't forget Strahan. And Strahan. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can forget of, Strahan. Of course. We please, can forget please Strahan. name him first. <laughs> <laughs> I knew the Eagles fan in the room. It was very intentional that he left off the one giant on that set. We, it we wasn't had, intentional, but maybe it was. It was subconscious. We need a football episode. Uh, <laughs> we do. I'll stay home. Um, what's interesting is if, if you open that up to Senator's point, very rarely, even in a normal issue, do they give cigars under a 90. Mm. Like you look at the top Lonsdale's, Churchill's, Robusto's, uh, whatever it may be, you know, uh, Torpedo's. I mean, if they list 15 cigars, maybe only three or four of them get 80s. And they're all high 80s. They never, I never have seen, I don't think I've ever seen an 83, an 87, an 85. Because, you know, and, and, and for me as a reader, they've trained me to believe that when I see an 80, that it's a horrible cigar. As if, like almost parallel to us training our listeners that if we give a cigar under a five, don't go out and buy the cigar. Mm-hmm. And and to your point, it's just, it's an absolute miscalibration Agreed. of their scoring system that they're giving a cigar that if we smoked it for how much we love it, it wouldn't even come close to a 98. Well, two. tonight's ratings, I think will be, you know, very telling yeah. to that rating system. That Absolutely. Have, whatever it is. And I mean, most of the top twenty-five, we just went through them all. I mean, I can't see us giving how, how most of the, those cigars. How many cigars do you think they really smoke to come up with the top twenty-five? We, that's, that's a, good a question. great question, and we've asked ourselves that question. So what? The, apparently, what they do is they take the top ratings from all the entire year. They use the same box or get new boxes. They reband them blind. They send them out to their people, and they rate them. <laughs> But they don't smoke the whole cigar. They're not smoking that whole cigar. Do you know how long that would take? I mean, we we we're degenerates, right? We smoke <laughs> a lot of cigars. It would take us a while. Yeah. And especially all- to smoke them down. I mean, I I can't imagine that these guys are smoking these cigars past the halfway point. Senator can do it. I could do it in a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay. Yeah. I think he can. I'd love to buy. You know what? I'm gonna buy every one of these cigars, give them to Senator and see oh, how long they not take. Not that list. <laughs> The okay, list, un- <laughs> unbanded. The please. lizard list. I'll do it. Um, yeah, okay. Not that list. <laughs> that list he would drop after three cigars. Out. Oh man. So um, you know the other thing that I found interesting too, because I you know I just 
I didn't do the math on it. I mean, they're they're pricing this, they're pricing uh, an Upman two at thirty two dollars, mm. which is an eight hundred dollar box fresh. Which is the math isn't right on that. It's a little high, um, but you know, if it's not crazy, I mean, given Habano's pricing, I mean. Thirty-two dollars for that stick, young is a lot of money. What do, do you think? Do, do you think a lot of these uh, Cuban cigars, uh, since their price increase, they've got a larger marketing budget, and they've started coming into CA now? Very well, could be. I mean, they're not running ads, but no, I don't. Who knows? Yeah. I just there for me. I'll put it very simply and very lightly, without much accusation. I have trust issues with the list that we just went through. I have trust issues with it. I just don't. I mean, I do. I every just year. don't buy you know, it. I, I don't buy I do it every on. year. It's to, a fact. To Bogota, <laughs> to not, hold it's on. a known fact. To yeah. Pagoda's point, there's new ownership in Habanos, right? Very wealthy ownership. You don't know what's happening behind the scenes. Of course. All of a sudden, ownership changes, or or additional an additional owner comes on board, and now you're seeing Cubans in the top twenty-five. Yeah. Where before it hasn't really been very yeah. prevalent. Yeah. Send send Shankin some like you know. Pre-Castro Cubans. Or a yacht. Take Let's send them a yacht. <laughs> For that guy out of China, it's a drop in a bucket. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I, I just, I, I, it, it, it does present, when you go through this list, not even being jaded, I mean, our data speaks to it that we actually, I think, rate New Worlds better than we do Cubans at this point. Um, but it, it, it really presents serious trust issues for me with this. That it bothers me that this is the authority, and we go through this list, and it's like the ones we have smoked, I mean, we disagree with. The ones we haven't, there's no way in hell that they're 93, 94, 96 point cigars. It's just not the case. Be interesting. We need to start our own magazine. Yeah. There you go. The Lizard. The Lizard Ledger. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if we publish that Lizard yeah, Ledger, it would, it'd, be very, it'd be very incriminating. It would be very damning. <laughs> A lot of things end up in the, le- the oh, Ledger yeah. that we don't want publicized. <laughs> All right, well, that's the uh, Cigar Aficionado Top 25 of 2022. Nice to go through it again with you boys. We're going to smoke a few of those. And uh, we're smoking number 14 right now, the New World Dorado in Robusto by A.J. Fernandez. Coming to the end of this thing here, boys. What are you, uh, what are you thinking? What's, uh, what's, what are the vibes? The only thing I'm going to give this credit for is that I was able to smoke this all the way down. And yeah, there was you. nothing offensive it's true. down the stretch. That was the biggest surprise for me with this cigar. I've got about, sorry. I'll complain about how I want more from this cigar. It did pick up in the last third. I think Bam was mentioning that earlier. But I am shocked. I mean, I see Gizmo's down to the nub. Bam is. I'm close to it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not offended by anything I'm getting in the cigar. No. no, but, you know, that's good. So much has got to do with the construction, the smoke output. Mm. You know, I think whether whether or not uh, you know we think about it, I think it adds to yeah, um, to you your know. point. The experience is good. Yeah, yeah. It's a little boring though. Yeah, yeah there's it's not. I mean, well, it, it makes you wanting more. If you can, you're about an inch and a half from the bottom. I got a half inch left. There's a lot of decent pepper here now. Not I'll bad. tell you this. I, I, I'm I'm thinking that for the last ten minutes, I've been thinking about okay, when we end the podcast tonight what cigar am i going to smoke next am i going to have a my father lancero <laughs> am i going to have a league of nine corona am i going to have a Patron? am i going to have a cuban like i'm thinking about what's in my sotolo and thinking about what is actually going to satisfy me after i put the cigar down tonight mm. that that is the problem with the cigar is that's where my mind has gone this has not 
satisfied me. You've already moved on. Yeah. I'm already mm-hmm. mentally out of so it. I agree with that. But the only thing that's going to factor into my rating, this is one of those few cigars where I can see the person who might like this cigar. I agree. There are some sticks that we review that I don't enjoy, and I also can't understand how really anyone can enjoy. For anyone who likes a milder but somewhat flavorful cigar or that wants to venture into um, cigars that are more Padron-like in flavor notes and strength, this can be a very gentle, friendly entry point into getting on that journey. So I do see some utility. Now, for me, much further along in that journey, this doesn't satisfy for all the reasons that guys have mentioned. That's right. But I can at least see there are people that might enjoy this. Yeah, stick. I totally yeah. agree. I with mean, that. I, I I wouldn't go out and buy a box or even a no. even a five pack. I mean, I might buy some to hand them out. Yeah. I don't think I would like keep any in my humidor to smoke. Yeah, Same. yeah. I mean, there's so many other sticks. Yeah, yeah, even at that price point, that will satisfy me more. Yeah, agreed. We can name them all right now. The yeah. seven dollar sticks that we love. Yeah, you know, uh, to your point, I I am certainly not going to pursue this to put in my guest humidor. I'm not going to hand this out to anyone. Mm-hmm. I can think of so many other cigars that yeah. will fill that slot. Mm-hmm. To me, this has just been a very mediocre cigar tonight, unfortunately. Radio. All right, boys. Are you ready to do the uh, formal liquor rating on the Hein Rare? I guess it's a VSOP, you said. Uh, cognac. Yes. All nine, right. Nine. Bam, bam. You're up. Nine for a Hein. Uh, you know, I'm, <laughs> I am going between an eight and a nine because I really do. I do love this. Yeah. It drank so smooth. You get a little bit of an apple note, a tiny bit of caramel. It's really quite, it's quite fucking good. And for the price... How can I not? I'm giving it a nine. Excellent. Pagoda. Yeah, a nine. Yeah. All right. Senator. Wow. I honestly, I thought I was going to be the highest score on this. Put your nose in there. Just it, the aroma is intoxicating. It is. It's, it's crazy. wonderful. It's crazy. It's it's fantastic. It's really for good the, for the price. So uh, my only complaints. It's slightly thin, slightly. Um, and I I want a little richer flavor. But there's a time and a place for everything. And I think by design, this is not like Remy. This is not like some of the other ones that we reviewed. I think for what they're trying to do here, they've done it. They've like completely hit it out of the park. I I truly, this is the only VSOP that I would every single time drink neat. Mm. Every yeah. time, the yes. neat, that's a big component of this. Is neat. Yeah. Well, and there Huge. are there are, but many... that's a testament to the spirit, right? Like, totally agree. If we're being honest, when we have to add ice, it's just because there's some rough edges that we just want to smooth out a little bit. Yep. And there aren't many spirits that we've had that we haven't had to put ice in. That's right. I mean, usually it's like an XO that's two hundred a bottle. Yeah. It's a eighteen year single malt. You know, it, it's something you have to pay a lot to experience. Yeah. yeah. The fact that this is fifty. Close to fifty bucks, and a VSOP. I'm I'm also at a nine. I would slot this in regularly. I would buy another bottle, and I would certainly be drinking this again. To piggyback on Senator here, I'm absolutely going to buy a bottle of this. Me too. No question. Yeah, it's a nine all day for me. And I will use the bottle as a decanter because it's quite nice. (laughs) (laughs) It's excellent. Um, and and I think the price point. If this was a hundred dollar bottle or hundred twenty, I think the value might be questionable. 
But at 50 bucks, this is a nine all day long. And you just sparked a thought because when we started drinking this, I think it was Gizmo who said, you know, I could see if this were an $80, $85 bottle. And that's a testament to just like the value you Agreed. get out of this. Agreed. And I agree. Literally, if this was priced at 75 bucks, I would take a sip of this neat and say, wow, this is incredibly smooth. Yep. There's some really nice complexity in terms of flavor notes. A little thin, but my complaints would be very sparing. I could see this at a higher price point, and I think that's why this is easily deserving of a nine at where this Here's is. Here's a question, though. Let's say it went up to, let's say this was 80 bucks, but because it lacks the legs that you mentioned, would you see it dropping to an eight rating? Which is still an excellent score, by the way. I, if this I, was 150, I'd be at an eight. Yeah, 150. Oh, 150 well, for sure. a, <laughs> he's saying he's saying 85. 80 bucks. Um, mm. at, at 85, I might drop it down to an eight because at that price point, I would be more inclined to pick up a Remy 1738 than I would this. But at this price point, I'm going to drink a lot of this. Big yeah, time. I agree. And that Remy that you mentioned is it's got so much flavor does it's really delicious it's like it's, it's um it's a it's, it's like a meal yeah it's so tasty yeah all right boys i don't need to do the math it's a flat nine for the hein rare cognac vsop what a delicious delicious cognac i'm just so, going to say something real quick there's a theme here now yeah. if you look across spirits wine anything we've done the Brits know their alcohol. <laughs> I'm, I'm deadly serious. No, no, I'm not saying this to be funny. I'm deadly serious. Can I, can I just say, I feel like we need to make a trip. Oh. For business research. That would be nice. For lizard research, we need to well, go to, to Scotland. To Scotland. To Scotland. We need Scotland to go. For sure. Our next Cuba trip is but all business. I'm just saying the Brits <laughs> And that's what Mrs. Bam Bam's going to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying the Brits because they're not making any of these spirits we love, right? Single malts are not coming from the UK. Yep. This is not coming from the UK. Cognac is certainly not. It's coming from France. But it's amazing to me. You just look at this British guy goes and explores Cognac and produces this wonderful spirit that we've all enjoyed. You look at Paul Roger. You look at Boulanger have become institutions more so in the UK than they have in France where it's actually made. And wow. with Lizard Nation. That's correct. Well, well. So I'm just giving credit. <laughs> I'm, I'm just sorry for any of our British listeners out there discerning palates that seem to align with mine. Because for whatever reason, I mean, honestly, I do pursue like why I wanted to try this. I knew that there are many Brits that really appreciate this, and I wanted to try it because I happen to align for many reasons with that. Look at the and smile on Pagoda's <laughs> face he's when you're complimenting the Brits. Look he's at him. Satisfied. He's so happy. Look at <laughs> no, 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 no. Can I, was, I not compliment their palate? In, no, no. In, I was, all right, I, let's, I, just, I, let, let's not compliment their entire palate because their breakfast choices are a little questionable. Well, I agree with that. I mean, beans, really? Well, beef drippings. Beans. Well, they put beef drippings on toast. All That's right, a little okay. weird. That's a little weird. That's <laughs> no. a lot weird. I did say spirits. <laughs> <laughs> so true. All right, so I just want to briefly, because I think this is valuable, um, let's just briefly run through the cognac ratings we've done before we do the cigar. So we, uh, the VSOP from Remy Martin got an 8.4. The XO, of course, one of the best spirits that I think I and we have ever had. Uh, the XO from Remy Martin was a 10. The Croisette VS got a 7.8. The Remy Martin 1738 we've talked about quite a bit, a 9.3. And I think that's it. Did I miss one? You say this, the hind, the hind, 
And the Hind, yeah, 9.0. Yeah, 9.0 so tonight. I, I think and it's I hope at this rating. point that it is clear and safe to say we love cognac. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How and cool I, is that? I was That's in awesome. Florida. I think and I, before this podcast ever started, I never had cognac. Me neither. It wasn't in my world. I mean, me I neither. told you, the only reason I finally wanted to give this a go, my dad always wanted to pair cognac with That's cigars. Right. He'd yeah. always had come by his place. We'd, we'd have a little cognac, and I just... You know, I could appreciate it, but I just was skeptical as to how much breath there was in cognac that I would enjoy. And I cannot believe, I, I mean, truly, it's preferable for me at this point. I'm not even kidding. I feel great when I drink cognac. Me too. It, I, I never have a bad hangover. It, it's nope. it's just a wonderful, complex, smooth, refined spirit that's deserving of an excellent cigar. And with any cigar, it pairs Perfectly. Yep. So I had one conversation with Mr. Senator Senior, and you know we were talking about something, and it all culminated to one thought: let Senator think about it. Very accurate. Yeah. That's a compliment. By He's the way. a mensch. <laughs> Senator's a mensch. <laughs> He's brought it to us. An excellent pairing tonight, and and again, I can't tell um, lizards out there who are looking for wonderful pairings for their cigars, wonderful alcoholic pairings. Uh, try cognac, man. Try some of these cognacs. You don't need to go XO. Clearly, there's a lot of $50 spirits that we've done in cognac that are really, really working. How much Even the Croisette at a 7.8. I mean, that's it, like it, a $30 that's bottle. That's a $30 bottle. Yeah, it performed I do, brilliantly. I do remember we put some ice in that because it did have some we edges. Yeah, it had a little bit a of a bite. Yeah. And, right. and there's yeah. nothing wrong with putting out. I mean, no, no. the majority of bourbons, even a lot of single malts that we Agreed. drink, we do put a little bit of ice. But it's a testament. When you have a spirit that you actually prefer without ice, it's that smooth. It's not yeah. going to yeah. rip apart your throat. That That's exactly the kind of spirit that I think is just deserving of extra praise right. that they've been able to produce that and so I, well. I was in Miami last week. I think you guys saw the photo. Mm -hmm. And where I was, they only had a VS of uh, Cavassier. And Great. I it, it was it was really really serviceable. Awesome. It wasn't amazing. Mm -hmm. It was serviceable, but I preferred that to the options that they had for scotch and some of the other things. Like it really worked, and I, I was totally satisfied. You're actually a connoisseur outside this door. <laughs> well, I'm a cigar insider, as you know. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Your own words, yes, sir. I throw them back at you. But how crazy is that? Yeah. I know. Yeah, crazy. I mean, who would think that, that never... Gizmo would sit down at a bar? <laughs> And order, his order preference cognac. would order cognac. Yeah. I mean, would, I love that. Yeah. It would not have happened for, without this podcast. It would not have. No doubt. No way. All right, boys. We have reached the end of our evening here with the New World Dorado in Robusto by A.J. Fernandez. Are you guys ready to do the uh, formal lizard rating? Yeah. All right. Rooster, you're up. Uh, it's a six. Okay. Because I don't think I would buy a box. And if there's... You know, if, if it's a cigar that I'm going to go for, like I'm going to buy a box, it's going to be higher than a seven. Yeah. This cigar, it just, just kind of felt me like like it needed more. It needed more flavor. I was getting more flavor out of the out of the smoke coming out of the cigar than the cigar itself. So, so for that, I mean, it's it's smokable. It's you could have it. You could give it to a guest. I mean, it's it's mild to medium, but just needed more out of it, especially yeah. for a Nicaraguan blend. I think it needs more. So for me, it's a six. All right, Senator. So I don't, I don't disagree with anything Rooster said there. I'm, I've been debating between a six and a seven, and I'm feeling generous in the sense that I can't discount some of the things that this cigar did shockingly well at its price point. The fact that I could smoke it down all the way to the end 
and not an ounce of harshness. The flavor didn't turn. It was consistent. Is it, does it have enough flavor for what I pursue? No, that precludes it from an eight, nine or a 10. Will I buy a box of these? Absolutely not. If someone handed me one of these and I had no cigars, am I going to be offended and all that upset? No, it's very smokable. Um, can I see this being really attractive to someone who traditionally smokes mild cigars and is trying to kind of step up in terms of flavor and even a little bit of strength that, that maybe this could be a really good bridge for them to some of those cigars that we pursue with a lot of flavor. I think it could, the construction I thought was really tremendous. I mean, seriously, I looked at every, everyone's cigar in the room burned evenly Mm -hmm. ash held on good structure. I, I mean, even yeah. Gizmo doesn't have ash in his lap. You know, I, mean, no. <laughs> I resent the implication. <laughs> I mean, nobody. And I, so see a, I see a little bit of ash. There. It, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's right there. There's no ash. That's not ash. Okay. <laughs> and so it, it deserves credit for that. And I really enjoyed just even just blowing out the smoke. It was velvety. While I wanted a little more flavor in that smoke, it was enjoyable from, yeah. that, uh, from that sense. So while it's not something that I'm going to pursue actively, I can see the utility. I think for what it may be designed for, there is a market and a smoker for it. So I'm going to round up to a seven. So I had a I had a rough experience. You know, about a quarter of the cigar was a little tough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm at a six for sure on this. I think I would have gone seven had that quarter of the cigar been better for me. But I'm absolutely a six. I will not buy this. I have five more cigars in this box. I'll be handing it out to people. I will not smoke another one. That is probably the last New World Dorado that I will ever smoke in my life, mm. unless we do it again on this podcast. But absolutely a six for me all day. All right, Pagoda is a five for me. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, I didn't even get a bit. Like I thought it was just really so-so. I think the only reason I think it ended up getting a five is because of the construction and the smoke output, and it was velvety, and you know, it's one of the things I was just smoking. Mm. without feeling anything really yeah. so and yes light cocoa here and there but you know that doesn't do enough for me to uh justify and giving it uh, a higher score so let, let's assume the microphones yeah. weren't here yeah right and i handed you the cigar one of us handed you this this cigar would you have finished it maybe not or would you have put it down had maybe it not, not been for the podcast recording would you have put the cigar down or would you have smoked it down? I didn't think it was pleasant in the first third at all. Even all the way up to the first half, it didn't improve uh, dramatically for me to continue smoking it till the end. I do think it did become better in the last third, but nothing significantly, you know? I mean, wow. I'm honestly not that surprised to hear that from Dakota. He likes a full-flavored yeah. New World cigar. And he likes an interesting New World cigar. Yeah, and this is not full-flavored. Yeah. This isn't even yeah. close to full-flavored. No. You know, even my rating, I'm not giving it, I'm being charitable only because there were things that surprised me about this cigar, like the construction at its price point, mm-hmm. the combustion, right. and that I could smoke it down and not have anything offensive that just made me want to throw the thing Yeah, and I think we all agree with, with everything you said about the construction, yeah, the draw, the ash holding up, all yeah. of, because of all of that, you know, it does... Deserve somewhere There's between merit. A six and a There's seven. some yeah, merit there to that. And, there and there never being a point. I mean, yeah. Giz, obviously, his first uh, quarter of that, he was offended by what he was getting. But there was never a point where I was smoking it that I said, oh, my gosh, this is just horrible. <clears throat> yeah. I just I want more. Just give me yeah. more yeah. flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So that's why I was charitable. But I, I can see why Pagoda yeah. would not appreciate this. Wow. And Bam, I know I know you have to give your rating. Yeah, but the yeah. other thing I want to say quickly about the construction and burn is thank God that I had the amount of time that I did in the tower. Because can you imagine smoking this thing wet? It would have been. Well, that, I mean, really, that's really any tough. cigar, honestly. Yeah, it yeah, would have been really, just, really. Yeah, tough. yeah. I think it was a blessing in disguise with the cognac pairing because that really helped the cigar a lot. I agree. Like, if there's one cigar you want to bloody dip in the cognac, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> or you could. Pull I'm a, kidding. You could pull an Arnold and you're rub not it. kidding. It's so true. <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Oh. All right, Bam, you're up. I have to give this a seven. Okay. I think there's an, enough merit in it, and that the 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 analogy of it being a bridge cigar. I happen to think that we have some responsibility to the listener to give them options. This is a perfect gateway or a bridge cigar to a higher flavor profile. And I was not offended at all. And I happen to love medium to full flavored cigars. I yeah, liked I mean, it from the beginning. It was yeah. okay. The last half inch, half inch was actually quite flavorful. It was peppery for me. It was, it was okay. A yeah. seven is an okay rating. There was nothing offensive about it. It's an it. okay cigar. Right. right. Yeah. I do take offense to the five and a six. I'm just, the I'm six, gonna, I'm I can understand. I'm going to put the it five out is hard for me. But yeah. knowing Pagoda's palate, that's true. That like Very craves true. flavor, yeah. I can understand yeah. why yeah. this was hard for him. Right. Now, given everything you guys just said about, you know, uh, oh disputing the ratings, the formal lizard rating on this cigar is a 6.2. That's not. And I a think that's perfect, though. I don't. I don't think it's so accurate. It, that, I do. To me, it's a record. I, I would recommend you because. Well, I, I guess think it's accurate. It's the tough. reason it's I tough. can live with well, that rating. Here, listen. You can buy five cigars for me. No tonight. thanks. <laughs> okay. Well, then that's it's, not a recommend. It's not it? for me. But you know what? Someone <laughs> out there would fit with that profile. Yeah, okay. but when when you're rating a cigar, if I'm rating it, it's based upon if I like it. Or I know. Not. I know. I'm not rating because if somebody else will not like it or not. So well, you know, that's a tough one. No, that's all true. That's, that's all true. true. But I, I think that. what Bam and I are saying is if we had no cigars and someone handed us this cigar, would we would smoke, smoke it. it all the of way. Of course, of course. And not yeah. be so upset or offended. I would not right. put it down. We yeah. would just then be and asking after we didn't, we after didn't put it down. I know. Yeah. We after we finished it. it, we'd be asking for another cigar because we, we would just need right. more. Yeah, well, I, 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 I didn't put ready. the calaveras down, by the way. <laughs> I smoked it right. <laughs> I mean, I'm just this, kidding. This is better than the Las Calaveras. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It is. It is. Oh, it is no Let's not even talk about that cigar. I smoked toilet paper over the Las Calaveras. I like the way Bam said newspaper rolls. That's, that's a that, new one. I that's like that, that brick house. I like that one. Oh, man. All right, boys. So an excellent evening. Despite the cigar not performing as we'd hoped, we got a uh, we had a 9.0 on the Hein Rare Cognac VSOP and a 6.2 on the uh, New World by A.J. Fernandez Dorado in Robusto. For a $7 cigar, 6.2, I guess that's fair. Mm-hmm. Performed. Uh, I think that's an appropriate score. Really too. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm in agreement. All right, Bam. Kinda. All right, boys. An excellent night. Great chatting with you all, and uh, we'll see you next week. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for joining us. You can find our merch store and ratings archive at our brand new website, loungelizardspod.com. That's loungelizardspod.com. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, hello at loungelizardspod.com. You can also find us on Instagram, at loungelizardspod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week.